þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Australia is made possible because of you, our valued listeners, and all of our supporters on Patreon. My baloney has a first name. It's H-A-T-U-G-L-E-I-K-U-R. My baloney has a second name. It's D-A-G-S-S-O-N. Your name is very, or my name is very hard to spell in English because it's not my first language. (coughs) Please visit us at patreon.com. Yes, that's all right because I have been um, answering messages. Mm. It's a it's a work week, and I will be working also on the weekend and next week. I'm on... a busy little bee these days. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, lately, your voice ventures into your autistic character. <laughs> But I don't know if it's because I just love that character that I'm trying to hear it all the time. Yeah, I'm a busy fucking bee. <laughs> um, a busy fucking little bee. What What are you working on? Uh, to this today because uh, because um, yeah, we we decided that we were going to meet in the noon, but mm. I had to postpone it until now, which is uh, like half past three. Mm. Because I certainly I had a lot of things to do. Uh-huh. One thing was that I had to write a, a topical joke All right. for uh, Stundin, the new magazine I'm working for, mm. bi- for the bi-weekly. Mm. Uh, or every fortnight. Or every fortnight. Or, you know, don't call them gay or straight weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a phase. Pan weekly. Yes. And... Um, yeah, so I did a joke about uh, the uh, which the topic the the hot topic on Facebook today, which is uh, uh, a bit of a slut shaming, I guess. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh there was this uh, interview on a television with a, 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 a politician woman, a member of the Independent Party, and she was talking, I think, about uh, about the whole uh, you know whole thing, violence against women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one guy, this old dude, an ex-banker, ex-bank, uh, what's the, the bank, bankastjóri? The one... Bank manager? Bank, the, or the, the, like a CEO of a bank yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he said something about, yeah, something about, oh, here's this girl talking about violence against women, but check out how she looks on, uh, looks like on oh, Facebook. No. And uh, apparently he found her Facebook profile pic to be, I don't know, too sexy or something. I don't really know what his problem with wow. it was. She is, uh, she is very cute in the picture. And I, I thought maybe he, he thought she was too cute. So cute that she might, in fact, be asking for it. Asking for harassment. Yeah. All right. Okay. Which he gave her. He gave <laughs> <laughs> Cause and effect. Yeah. So everyone was talking about this in the past 
couple of days on Facebook and there's a this guy is called Ragnar and there's the whole hashtag called Ekki vera Ragnar or Don't be Ragnar. Do, yeah, okay. Is, uh, Funny too bad have, if uh, your if, name is Ragnar. This is a very common name. And we have a friend called Ragnar. Is that what that was about? I was that called Ragnar. I know tons of Ragnars. But uh, I did a... Because he, he had a post in Icelandic saying, can I be like Ragnar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. They were, I Like every Ragnar I know, I have, have uh, like responded to this in one way or another. Uh, and yeah, I find... All Ragnars matter. I find the hashtag to be uh, a bit clumsily done. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Although the cause is in its right place. And... Um, uh, so I did a joke about uh, like the thought process of this guy. Mm. I did a four-panel uh, comic strip, which uh, like this old guy, like this guy is watching television, and he says, "Oh dear, this woman on television looks like a whore. I better go let her know before uh, she makes this mistake again." <laughs> then he goes on Facebook and goes, "Dear woman, uh, you kind of look like a whore. All best." Some guy. <laughs> and then he goes to bed and go, well, now I've gone and done a good deed so I can sleep tonight. The end. <laughs> oh, so, uh, I mean, I mean, because he, whenever people post their uh, opinions on Facebooks about something or other, they are, in fact, you know, they are, they, they feel that they are helping in some way. So mm. that's, I think he actually is, uh, so archaic and stupid that he was pointing out something that he was correct about. So she was talking about being harassed. She, uh, about I, harassment. I Just about our harassment in, in general. Yeah. And he, he, he's kind of like, well, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but you kind of look like a whore. Yeah. Wow. So be careful not to um, repeat that mistake. The government in this country. I mean, he's not a, a government. He's a bank person. Yeah, he's uh, like, uh, I think he's a right retired bank person. I don't... I, Here's the thing. I so only, he pretty I much only saw the, the headlines and only saw the Facebook re- response. So uh, I I put literally no research into mm. this, but I think I got. I the think it's a good thing. joke. So that's what I did, uh, and also I um, had to a uh, project not two that I had to do today was to uh, design a pattern for a tie. I am mm. uh, now uh, working for Bakkalutur, which is I think. Like it's probably the biggest comedy phenomenon on Iceland. Comedy. Yes, and you have never heard of it. I have never. No. no. It's a. Uh, it's. T- What's like, that? It's, it's comedy. It is. Yeah, comedy. It is a thing that you say with your mouth or make with uh-huh. a pen or write down, and uh, when people uh, uh, consume it. It will uh, create joy and or laughter. Oh, I'm laughter familiar from, with yes. laughter. Yes, yes laughter is yes. good. It is. It is like uh, sneezing with your soul. Mm. Well, crying also. But uh, um, um, yeah, so I they are they asked me they have this they have this Christmas concert every year. They do. Who like these, are they? They have they do like these. Um, uh, they are com- they do comedy songs really. All right, and uh, they also done books. And uh, have a oh, web page. I think I've heard of them. And yeah. so is one of them a politician? Uh, or no, they're all actors. Or yes, one of them is yes, yes, Kalle. He was in the best party. Yeah, and okay. And uh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I guess most of them. 
Uh, very nice uh, people, and they do this very popular thing with. It's They're popular with uh, like um, uh, like uh, the people. Yeah, the <laughs> regular the, the people. masses, the masses, yeah. the masses. So it's kind of like uh, Iceland's lonely island, but family friendly and loved by older people. Yes. Okay. And uh, they like they do this yearly Christmas concert like. Tons of them, mm. and they sell out every time. It's the most pop. It's one of the most popular cultural phenomena in Iceland. Okay. Even. So they asked me to do um, a video for a song they did about Stuver. Mm. Stuver is the third uh, Icelandic Santa Claus. We have thirteen yeah. of them. Which one is he? The Yule lad. He's the one who is the midget. What does he do? He, His name means he stubby. Stubby. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he has, um, he uh, steals pans from the kitchen and licks, you know, the fat, the frying fat from him. He is he pot licker? Uh, no, there's not pot licker. They do a lot of that. They just finish up your. Um, they kind of just, lot of those Santa Clauses. They uh, lick your cutlery. You know, there's thvörusleikir, and askaslekir og pottaskefill. A lot of them just take your um, containers and just there's lick, also lick the bottle. Window bottle. slammer and door sniffer. Uh, there's window peeper and door slammer. Door slammer. And door sniffer. sniffer. Door sniffer. And they, they kind of all, if you translate them to English, sound like the names someone might give themselves in a bondage club. Yeah, Welcome, they, door sniffer. <laughs> they are very bondagey. Window peeper is the most obvious pervert of them all. Mm. Um, and yeah, so uh, I they did a song about Stuver, and uh, I have to do the video. I'm st- I've just begun doing that, but they also wanted me to design like merchandise. So I designed oh. a pattern for a tie and uh, something like that. So that's thing number two. And thing number three was I had to do a poster for the cult movie club that I am Black managing. Sunday. Black Sundays, which is an every Sunday where we show, show a cult movie and be a part of this. And I take care of the whole poster business in that club. So I ask uh, various artists to do a, a design, a custom made poster for each film every week uh, for no payment at all. It's mm-hmm. a very fun thing to ask of all these of artists. Course, of yes. course, of <laughs> course. Uh, and uh, the girl who, um, who was supposed to do it this time, she. Uh, she got swamped in work herself and couldn't manage to do it, so I had to do it. Mm. And I did this lovely Disney version of uh, Lady Vengeance. Featuring Mulan. Yeah, I just basically, uh, I just photoshopped Mulan to look like Lady Vengeance, who is the title character from the re- uh, very bloody and violent re- revenge drama Lady Vengeance. Is she a martial artist? No, she, uh, she just uh, murders... She murders people in a very creative and fucked up way. Uh-huh. For revenge. For revenge. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, look at you, you busy bee. Yes, I am busy like a fucking bee. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really done anything that interesting. I, I, I hosted a, a drag birthday roast last night. Ach so, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was, and I've realized... Drag birthday roast, that's a triple threat. Yeah, so it's their, their so Dragsur, the uh-huh. group that does monthly drag shows that I usually host, mm-hmm. they're this month turning two. Yeah. They're, they've been going for two years. Uh-huh. Um, so they're having a big party, big show on Friday night. 
and I'm hosting that, but they wanted to start this celebration off early with a roast last night, right. which was a lot of fun. And I discovered something. If we have any comedy uh, stand-up comedians listening, I've discovered something that um, I think helps me now get out of uh, a writing rut. Right. You know when you're like, I can't think of any new stuff? Mm-hmm. Roasting somebody yeah. or roasting a group of people just switches it all back on. Right, and I was right. saying to um, one of the drag queens last night, I think the reason I love roasting so much is because it, as, as a comedian, I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I am. There are nowhere near the enough storyteller. Storyteller. Did you ever watch Jim Henson's yes. story? Yes. Um, the but I I I'm more of a storyteller, and there are, you know my I make the stories funny, and there's jokes in there and references and a lot of pop culture, mm-hmm. but there is not nearly enough punchlines per minute when you compare it to a lot of other comedians who don't tell stories. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's the only time I get to do comedy where I feel like every single thing I say is a punchline. Right, yeah. So, so boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you can say some really mean things and people are okay with it. Like, I one of my, my oh, absolute worst ones was, uh, it was in relation to a drag king. They're all amazing. They're all lovely. Mm. But I, I mentioned this drag king and then I said, there's no easy way to say this. You look like a character from The Sims. And sometimes when I watch you, I want to build you a pool, put you in it and take away the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then, and then they gave me a list of honorable mentions. Yeah. And one of the queens often does like diva, like uh, you know Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey. And she, I mean, she kind of has a Mariah thing going for mm-hmm. her. And I just said her name, and they went, "I don't know her." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. It was awesome. It yeah. was it was a fun night. Although I did I did I met two of our fans. Yeah. I met someone who listens to the podcast. I think his name is Magnus. He added mm-hmm. me as a friend on Facebook. Um, and I said, Oh, you listen to Australia. He said religiously. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him because I believe I said I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an American in the audience who, yeah. uh, listened to me host and then said to me afterwards, are you, you're Australian. And I said, yeah. He said, are you the Australia guy? I was like, really? yes. And he said, I've been listening to the podcast in preparation for my trip here to Iceland. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, what's your favorite segment? And he said he loves Ants of Agony. And I said, well, if you've got a question, you know, um, let me know. So he's here to... No. (laughs) (laughs) But I did, in a slight tipsy state, say, you should totally come to my house tomorrow and and be on the show. And then, um, so if he's listening, I I apologize. Uh, I, I did say to him... I didn't, I didn't check with my um, co-host and my boyfriend to invite a stranger to my house. Uh, yeah. There was quite a few of those moments today. Well, well it's, yeah. Well, you, 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 people can get very friendly when they're drunk. Yeah. I remember inviting people, like, uh, get, uh, inviting people to my... Uh, house afterwards you, while drunk. Yeah, you do that a lot. Yeah, you, you, I do. That's one of the things I do. If anyone wants to see your house, they just need to be around you when last drinks are called. Yep. And they'll get invited to the after party. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually there's a, like your handlers, I would say. Everyone around you becomes like a handler and goes, oh, who's that weirdo? We don't want them at the after party. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone pretends that they're all going their separate ways yeah, and meets yeah, up. Have, 
You have to play a little game like, oh, let's just all be walking to our separate homes right now. I'm going to sleep. And then... Goodbye, whatever your name is. And then climbing over a fence. Yeah. (laughs) Remember that. Yep. I... Yeah. I've I've been doing a lot of that, um, climbing over fences and going through holes in fences and stuff, uh, taking shortcuts. People's backyards. After I started playing video games. (laughs) It's like, it's like the low energy version of parkour. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. And on that note, I'm an Australian. And I am Icelandic. And together we are Australia. Who's got the like to bring you things? That make you smile Who's gonna look at each of you And capture all that style When you think you've got true blue The funny things you do Australia, Australia This is you (laughs) I know that song It is from that show with the falling children (laughs) Yeah, it's the It's the it's the um, Australian version it's of... Brain Damage Live. Yeah. <laughs> Australia's funniest home video show. Yeah. Um, which I used to watch. I think it was on every Friday night as a kid. Yeah. But, but my favorite thing about that was we had a, a very well-known sketch show. Mm. I think it was called Fast Forward. Yeah. Um, in the 80s and 90s. And a lot of like the comedy greats in Australia started out there. Like Magda Shubansky, who was... Very uh, recently in the news because she was a big supporter of marriage equality and she's a, a lesbian and, and has the Australian book of the year is her biography. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's called Reckoning or something. How to lesbian. How to lesbian. <laughs> How to eat carpet and influence people. Um, but uh, but they, they used to make fun of that show a lot. Mm. And because and, I don't know if, if you ever see the American version. I've only seen the American version. I, I've never seen the American version. Do they have, like, when the video is playing, do they have a, an annoying, stupid voiceover over the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Saget was there for a while. He was the host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they did this... Now, then later, Tom Bergeron or something. <laughs> and now it's probably Steve Harvey. Something uh, With yes. his big teeth. Um, but the it, there was this one sketch in that show that epitomizes that entire uh, Australia's Funniest Home Video Shows. And it was a, you know, uh, like a, what would, do you call it a parakeet? We call it a budgie. A parakeet, yeah. Like we a little power blue goker. bird. We call it power goker, which basically means pope uh, bird. Pope bird. Goker is it's a, a, a cuckoo. Word. Yeah, po- pope cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> our word, our cuckoo. word for, pa- parakeet, for parakeet is parrot. Pope Cuckoo. Pope Cuckoo. <laughs> we are now about to welcome Pope Cuckoo to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but they had one An sit- interesting choice. They had pop. one sitting on like a um uh, a perch in the sketch show. Ooh. And it's just this annoying voiceover going, I'm a bird, I'm a bird, I'm a bird, squeak, squeak. And then it explodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it goes back to the host, this woman, and she just goes, the funny part was when it went boom. Um, <laughs> uh, the funny you know, part was when it died. When it died. Uh, I used to tune in. Death is the ultimate punchline. Because that's when you punch out. That's when you punch Oh, Wow. You're really philosophical today. Yeah. Ooh. 
I'm in a weird mood. Are you? Yeah, I'm like a, 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 a dosage was upped maybe a week and a half ago. Of your ADD meds? Yeah. Mm. And uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I have, anx- but I have anxiety today. Because of the medication? No. Or be- because you're swamped with work? Because I'm swamped with work and also because I'm in love. Which is, uh, which is terribly uh, anxiety inducing. Fucking love. Fucking love. I, I actually, uh, I, I don't know if I coined this, but I've never heard anyone else say it before me. But mm. I have often said love is an interesting feeling because it is both the most empowering and disempowering feeling in the world. It's true. Because you have all this, want, you feel indestructible and you're part of something, you're like a Megatron. Yeah. You're, you're like the, 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 um, the, the Power Rangers when they become Megatron, mm. but that other person could take it all away from you. It's true. Yeah. It is absolutely, we're like Master Blaster from Mad Max 3. Yeah, uh, with, 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 which was like a midget sitting mm-hmm. on a very muscular Down syndrome guy. Oh, and the midget that was very that is that is quite impressive for for a person with Down syndrome to be muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was probably like a mutant from uh, the uh, from the uh, nuclear holocaust, mm. and um, he was the blast. He was blaster, and the midget was master. And midget was smart, and the giant was, was strong and strong. Yeah, master. master. So you're like master blaster <clears throat> when you're in a relationship. Yeah, they had a power like a str- there was a power struggle between master blaster and uh, auntie, who was played by Tina Turner. <gasps> yeah. Ah. Uh, and one day, uh, uh, was that Return to Thunderdome? Yeah, Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. And is that when she did We Don't Need Another Hero? Yep. Ah, oh, I love Tina. I saw, I when the when they brought back the television show Heroes, mm. I sang that song. We don't need another no. hero. Did they bring it back? Yeah, they did like a, a short, uh, like the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, uh, and uh, I thought, I always as a as a superhero reader, I just I was always uh, offended how much they stole from the X Men. Aha! When you originally saw Heroes. Yeah. Okay. It was very fun to begin with, but then I said, "Wait, that's from X Men, mm. and that, mm. and that." Mm. And that, although, I mean, a lot of super, super, that's what superhero stories do. They steal from each other. Hey, speaking of superheroes. Yeah. I saw the League de Justice. Yes. What did you think about that? What did? <laughs> yeah, can we talk about that video? Yeah, I, okay. I, I did the video. Okay. So, so for those that don't know, you have a friend yeah. who is someone you used to work with a lot yeah. when you were working with autistic kids. Yes. And he has an amazing amount of subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, and how he, many? 2,500, I checked. Right, okay. And he, what's his name? Bjarni Haraldur. Yeah, he called himself Blaze the Movie Fan. Blaze the Movie Fan. And he reviews movies. Yeah. But there are other videos where he just comes to your house and asks yeah. you what you do. And, and I, he, he has he, done that a few times, yeah. He, and he did a review of Justice League with you and you sent me the video. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> my favorite, I think we should post this in the group. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think my favorite part in the video was how bored he was with you at the end when uh, you started plugging all your things. He crossed his arms. He was huffing. <laughs> yeah. But I love he. <laughs> he's like, when he said... 
okay, it is over now. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he raised some very valid points. Yeah, yeah, he is. He has been watching and reviewing movies for years now. And, mm. and yeah, he has this thing that where he talks English. That's he his, never speaks Icelandic. He does to his parents, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but uh, he chooses to speak English even though it's not his mother's tongue but I, <clears throat> it's totally understandable because uh, what's one thing that has been said about autistic people is that they are foreigners in their own country yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, for him uh, within his logic there is a um yeah he feels that the english makes more sense mm. than icelandic mm. and because more people speak it more people speak it and uh, it's less uh, it's less com- uh, less com- complicated yes absolutely so the grammar is fucking an, is a nightmare it makes absolute sense and <clears throat> and he uh, he loves movies and uh, uh, he finds uh, r rated movies to be very exciting and therefore he has uh, he has added to his vocabulary a lot of um, uh, swear words. Uh-huh. So he do- he says fucking a lot. He Fuck he really and does. Shit. Yeah, and I like he his his he, when he expresses the word shit. It's always shit, shit. It sounds almost Russian. But what did you think of Justice League? <clears throat> I have this is venturing into Hepnendip yes, territory, it is. isn't it? Uh, well, Ivar didn't even see it, so I haven't been able to talk about it uh, at length in, mm. in my nerd podcast. But uh, I have, of course, uh, uh, many issues with it. But here is the thing. Mm. Uh, I'm not bothered by its flaws, really. No. I knew uh, it was pretty much how I expected. Yeah. Uh, well, what was the, the most obvious thing about it was it had two directors... And uh, and you did can, it? Yeah, it, uh, Zack Snyder uh, directed the film for most of the part, mm-hmm. but then he had a family tragedy uh-huh. and uh, had to go away. And there, uh, then Josh Whedon came in and uh, of Avengers and Buffy fame, mm-hmm. and he finished the movie. Not only did he finish the movie, he did a lot of reshoots, and he specifically Henry Cavill's mustache. Oh yeah, that, that was interesting. <laughs> glad that they explained that to me i was like what the fuck is wrong with his face why is why is this happening i yeah. mean henry he is in the movie i read so. i read a thing for those that don't know he when they did extensive reshoots yeah he had a mustache for the new mission impossible film and so right. he finished filming uh-huh. and he would go back over to the lot and do uh the justice league but he couldn't shave off the mustache because he was in another film. Yeah. So they had to wax it over, uh-huh. to cover it with wax and makeup, and then put dots on it so that they knew how, where they were going to be able to remove it later. And because of the restriction uh-huh. of the wax, he had to over-enunciate a lot of, of and over-express because he had very limited movement in his mouth. So then apparently you combine that with the CGI used to erase and correct, mm-hmm. and it he just looked weird. Yes, uh, one would have thought that CGI with the CGI technology today they would have perfected the upper lip. Yeah, uh, they've done quite a few pretty things with those uh, computers. But Couldn't they have just given him a beard? 
Yeah, I mean, he had a beard in uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he never had a beard. He only had beard before he became officially Superman. That was like and when, then he, was, he, when he was finding it himself when oh, he was walking the earth okay. like Kane and Kung But you, you could they could have explained something like, oh, Kryptonian's hair grows <laughs> when they die. Uh, uh, and I mean, his body was perfectly... I'm, oh, I'm ruining things for people. Um, it's the beginning of the film. Yeah. It's the first scene. Is it? Yeah. The, the mustache scene. The what scene? The mustache. And the missing... The, the scene we are talking about. Yeah. That's the first scene in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I thought, um, and also Joss Whedon, uh, uh, like, cut, like, edited it a lot, so... Uh, Himself? Cut, yeah, he cut away, like, a, like, he shortened the film, I heard, like, 40 minutes. It was already pretty long, though. Yeah, but Zack Snyder, he likes to go long. It, he did Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Which was, uh, I think, was a lot of people say confusing was movie, confusing and at times boring. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm a very forgiving man when it comes to superheroes, uh, superhero movies. I thought, um, yeah, there's a, a Batman v Superman is a very messy movie, mm. and uh, a lot of it doesn't make sense. It has weird plot holes and a strange storyline, but at least it's different from every other superhero movie well i didn't hate john dawn of justice no Ju- what is it no batman v superman no i um, sorry just what movie justice am i league. Sorry? justice league yeah. i didn't hate, i thought wonder woman was a lot better mm-hmm. um, a lot better yeah, yeah i loved wonder woman so like i think as a character she's more interesting yes i love her like she and she's she's fascinating there was there was uh, like uh, you you made some points about Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Damn. My man. My man. It was like, like was I that... grew up on the streets of Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so apparently they have Rick and Morty under the water. Yeah. <laughs> My man. I was waiting for him to say, "You don't know me." Wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> I was expecting him to start singing "Get Swifty," um, but. <laughs> but uh, the the thing Frenchie actually pointed out, mm. which I think is my big thing with the whole DC universe, mm. and maybe you can elaborate on this, is that even though the villain they came up against, who sounds like an amazing 80s thrash band, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. <laughs> um, even though, you know, he's, he's super bad and, and really powerful and really hard to beat. Yeah. Um, the thing about Superman that Frenchie pointed out was he's like, but he's so boring because he's so perfect and he can't, it's yeah. only kryptonite that can hurt him. And, right, and right. as a, as an audience member, who's not a, an Uber Superman fan, you just kind of like it gets tiresome. It's like okay, so he's gonna be invincible until someone else finds Kryptonite, mm-hmm. and to, like you know, okay, there's gonna be a new Superman movie, so someone else is gonna find Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, um, the thing with Superman is that he is the first superhero, mm. and therefore he is the prototype for superheroes, and therefore he is pretty much the he is technically the most unoriginal superhero ever because yeah. he's the original superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I mean, and he has to stay that way. Mm, mm. He has to be like the reference to all other superheroes. Yeah. So he has to be what you call boring, but because um, he's perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. But that's that's the challenge of writing Superman. Therefore, mm. uh, uh, if I find Kryptonite to be, you sh- uh, when if you're writing Superman, you should uh, use uh, Kryptonite sparely. Yeah. Because it's uh, it be- it will become a repetition thing. Mm. Um, and uh, therefore, a bit like you... me when I watch Star Trek. Oh, fucking Klingons again! Klingons again? <laughs> What's next generation? There's a whole lot of not Klingons. <laughs> it has Romulans. Oh, fucking Klingons! <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so what, if you write Superman, you have to write stuff like you have to give him challenges that uh, that are other other things that like Kryptonite, for example, he has to save. Two things at the same time on yeah. different parts of the planet. The, the, he's he's basically often in these situations. It is psych and ethics one hundred and one. Yeah, because you know the trolley uh, problem. Yes, Do you, are you familiar with it? The trolley problem is uh, so there's a one? there's yeah. a trolley out of control, and uh-huh. there's five people and one person, and you have to choose which one dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's Sophie's choice. Yeah, one. Well, oh, but then, then they like if you're doing an ethics class, they then throw in. So, what if you know that one person but don't know the other five people? Which one are you gonna say? What if you know? And they add all of these things because you you go, oh, it's a no-brainer. I'll kill one. I would uh, I would go for still my friend, but I would make a very obvious like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, you get why I'm doing this face. I would do like a face that like yeah. mm, like. <laughs> Nothing I can do, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, like, uh, uh, Frenchie's been playing this video game mm-hmm. called Until Dawn, which has so much of that in it, mm-hmm. where you, you're faced with a choice. Like, the the other day, it was two people are tied up in a saw-like situation. There's Whoa. an actual saw coming, yeah. and you, you can only save one of them. You have to pick which one, and the rest right. of the game changes depending on on how, on your, your actions. I um, had to decide if I wanted to let someone go or execute them like someone, I, I, and I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I mm. had I had found this traitor who was very sorry uh, for being traitor and, and promised that he would work with me. Mm. And I could, uh, I, I had three choices, mm. and one of them was to execute him. And I said, yeah, I'm going to kill him. Really? Yeah, I was, I was just, I wanted to put my character through, I wanted to make her harder. Ah, do you often pick the female characters when you play video games? Uh, there's a, the only char- that's the the one character you play in Horizon Zero Dawn is is, is a woman. Yeah, but when I used to play role playing games, Dungeons and Dragons and such, I always always uh, created the female character. I I play Tekken a lot, yeah. and I always play the female characters. Yeah, I think I'm a you know uh, I think when it comes to role playing uh, uh, like in video games and and, and actual uh, nerd role playing mm. I go a lot for uh, I, 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 I switch genders when it comes to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always done that <laughs> I don't know why I don't know what it is but mm. but Superman yes you were saying that it's usually psychological or ethical yeah stuff. ethical because also he has this whole Jesus factor yeah. he is the Jesus of superheroes mm. <clears throat> he, uh, he was sent to earth by his father he was killed and he came back from the dead and you 
told me that on Krypton, he's not a superhero. He's that he doesn't have powers. No, there. that's the whole thing. Kryptonians, they uh, <clears throat> are just normal people, but uh, uh, very technically advanced though, uh, back on Krypton. But because of a yellow sun, which is a very pseudo-scientific thing, mm. because of a yellow sun, they get superpowers in our solar system. So if all Kryptonians would come to... They would all have the powers yeah. of Superman. And that's the whole thing with, for example, General Zod in Superman 2 and also in uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he and his people who are like... Uh, they're Kryptonians. Kryptonian criminals. They are just become... Super criminals. But on Krypton, they're just regular humans. Just regular human criminals. Or yeah. Or Kryptonian criminals. The one thing <clears throat> which I always kind of just let slide because I get it when it comes to uh, telling stories when you're doing live action science fiction stories about aliens is um, when they do aliens that look exactly like humans. Yeah. I don't think that could happen. No. I don't think evolution could just, hap- just uh, happen exactly the same way mm, mm. Uh, well i mean i saw a, a, a i think she, she was a physicist some kind of science person talking about how where you grow up often dictates how you look yeah and um was i think she was looking at the the atmosphere and stuff on mars yeah and basically because of like different gravities you would actually be taller you you know your bones would be lighter you right, right. um and basically she That's was why, saying uh, Dutch people are tall because they're, they're aliens yeah um, no because the land is so low they're, they're <laughs> trying to reach over the horizon or their their whole uh, country is sinking so they're yeah. just trying to stay afloat yeah. um but the she was basically saying that you know the gray aliens people draw that mm-hmm. they've seen with the pointed heads and the big eyes and and she was saying that that actually isn't far from the truth if you grew up on mm-hmm. Mars. If you were born there, your body would change because of the environment. So yeah. I would love, though, for to see, like, a, you know, they, they almost look like humans, except for the fact that maybe they don't have genitals or... I think yeah. <laughs> Superman, you're perfect. Yes, but uh, on Krypton, I don't need a penis, so... Yeah, it was uh, in the movie A Brother from Another Planet mm. uh, where an uh, uh, alien, alien lands in New York and he looks like just uh, an African-American. He mm. looks like a black man mm. and his whole race is just black mm. people except for they have two toes like turtles. Ah, oh, like, like that's the only, only difference. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I gotta see that movie again. It's a very is Eddie Murphy movie. in it? No, it's actually just a serious movie about John Sayles, who only does serious movies. It sounds hilarious, though. It's I think it's just uh, it's actually like has some comments on racism and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's from years ago. I don't remember anything about it really. Brother from another planet. Yeah. Hey, have you done anything embarrassing this week? It's time for the, the embarrassment of the week. week. <laughs> started out strong um, have you here is the thing okay mm. so um, on um, uh, yeah uh, on Sunday I go and visit uh, or sleep over at my super hot lady friend's place mm-hmm. after an interesting weekend because on Saturday I went to see uh, my musician friends who have the new uh, record, uh, new like a uh, studio or mm-hmm. I guess um, uh, 
practice place, what mm-hmm. you call it, rehearsal. Rehearsal space. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so we did uh, some uh, and so a little bit of drinking there, but I accidentally that day took a double dose of my drugs because <gasps> I took it and then I forgot. I like did I take it? So I don't remember. So I took another. Oh god. And then I th- then I just later on I like oh I obviously I could feel it that I was too like tuned. I was mm. just wired. And uh, <clears throat> so I couldn't really sleep on uh, th- that night. Mm-hmm. I uh, tried to go to sleep, but I couldn't. So I just pl- stayed up and played video games and uh, slept maybe an hour, hour and a half that night. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next day I was uh, uh, feeling kind of like I had a lot of anxious, uh, like aftershock mm. uh, uh, feelings. And um, so... Uh, I didn't really eat much on Sunday, but uh, I ended up at my lady friend's place and uh, finally managed to uh, sleep there, uh, fall asleep. But I was ha- <coughs> I had uh, a cold. Mm. Uh, I have all these little ailments after the whole uh, cock of strepto yeah. because my body is weak and, and getting itself together. So I had a cold, so I did a lot of snoring, and mm-hmm. I do like uh, my snoring is is uh, phenomenal. It's uh, one for the books. It, yeah, it is. I could win at snoring. You well, I mean, I'm a snorer, but you're louder. Yeah, yeah. I'm one louder. I am the spinal tap of snoring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and uh, so, uh, and she. However, I will say it is comforting if we ever go on the road. Because if I get put in a room with you, I know no one's going to be annoyed at me. Yeah. Because oh, we can we can sleep through each other's snoring. That's yeah. good. Uh, uh, I uh, so yeah, she did a lot of. She pushed me a lot. She like so mm. she woke me every time my snoring was becoming unbearable. Uh huh. So I woke up a lot that night. Yeah. So it was a very like disturbed sleep. Mm. Anyway, so I wake up in the next morning. <clears throat> And um, uh, she wakes me up like, uh, get on your feet, man. Let's go get go and have some coffee. I'm like, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found myself to be like extra tired. Like, mm. Wow, I didn't, I didn't really get my REM, uh, mm. REM tonight, uh, this night. And so <clears throat> I just sat down and she gave me some porridge and a coffee. And I was talking to her and her daughter. And... Um, and uh, then suddenly I kind of feel I have a strange feeling like uh, a bit dizzy mm. uh, I feel like oh I'm, ab- I'm, ab- I'm about to throw up or shit my pets oh or god something. I had this cold sweat and yeah. I and I uh, um, and I said to uh, my lady I said I have I feel weird and she's she's like oh no because I've been so often sick in the yeah. last <coughs> in the last months so but no not again and uh, yeah I'm I'm sweaty and something and she like jokes and takes uh, the thermometer and uh, puts it in my uh, um, armpit armpit uh, and the next thing I know is that I'm uh, lying uh, up against her. She's hold, uh, sitting in a chair. She's holding me. Yeah. Holding me uh, to avoid me from falling down on the floor. Uh-huh. She is talking on the phone. 
and I like what what's happening? Why am I lying like this? Uh, like why is she holding me like this? Uh huh. Like why is she supporting me like this? And then I realized that she's talking about me on the phone. Mm. And she is talking to an ambulance. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you like just fall unconscious? Yeah, I just I just lost consciousness <gasps> for a couple of minutes or so. Oh my god! Was she worried? She was shocked. Yeah. Because I just, I felt like the head, to the head down to the table, just on my cup, really. She just took, took my cup away from me. And then I, I was shaking like, it was like I was having like a minor seizure. Uh-huh. I was clenching my fist. Yeah. And my eyes, eyeballs went up. <gasps> my eyes went totally white. I was very scary. She shouted at her daughter to go, go. watch something on her iPad. Yeah. And she was just, and also, she, so she was just holding me. She was the... Uh, Carrying my weight from falling down. And she is a tiny woman. She's a very tiny woman, and she was talking on the phone, and uh, and then she saw like <clears throat> she was talking to someone, answering questions like mm. yes, yes, he's on concerta, um, because they were asking does she take any medication, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, and um, and then she saw that I was coming too, and she asked like do you know who I am? Uh, yes. And I wasn't, I, I had no idea what was going yeah. on because I missed the whole thing. Yeah. For all, I, I just thought that I maybe just uh, went out for a second. I didn't even feel like I had got my lost consciousness. That it was a I few just minutes. lost two minutes of time. <gasps> and uh, and uh, she, um, she basically tells because I'm getting very quickly to my consciousness mm. again and like start talking, start to be normal. And she, so she just tells the ambulance to take a U-turn and they, she will drive me herself to a doctor. Mm. And uh, then, uh, yeah, she take, we, I went to, to go to her car and she puts her kid at the kindergarten and then she basically tells me about what happens. Like, like I, I just ask, did I? Did I pass out? Yes. Oh my God. For two minutes. And she was totally scared. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I um, So I went to a doctor and um, and they uh, did some tests, blood pressure tests. And uh, they put, uh, yeah, they did some. E- 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 yeah. On your head or your heart? Uh, on my head or my heart. Well, they did like a blood they pressure. They did a blood pressure test, but did they also do like a... Yeah, they did the whole heart thing. Yeah. And like put some things on my limbs and yeah. everything. Um, so they're probably working out if you had a stroke. Yeah. And uh, everything came very normal. I'm actually just... Uh, yeah, everything seemed to be in order. And uh, their, their uh, conclusion was that I had just uh, the... Uh, most common and least dangerous form of losing consciousness something that sometimes happen happens to you this has happened to me like, like twice before in my life yeah uh, and um, yeah it was just uh, she, she said like yeah well you had what we call a blah blah Everlith. well she said some she said something t- uh, medical I don't remember what it was but the word for it uh, but it meant basically that I had a normal pa- pass out. Yeah. The, the normalest. Which I think normally is due to a massive fast drop in blood pressure. Yeah. So I think they call it a vasovagal syncope. It's like you're... Sy- yeah, and I remember the, a V there. Yeah, the, the 
blood pressure, like your heart just has a, um, like the whole blood, the pressure of blood in your body just drops dramatically and then you fall unconscious and usually it comes back again. Yeah. Uh, and so I just, I hadn't drunk, I hadn't drunk a lot of fluids. Mm. I hadn't eaten You were severely lot. fatigued. You yeah. had a double dose of your ADD yeah. medication. So, wow. Yeah. And, uh, the whole experience made me kind of, uh, the whole thing was that, uh, I, I kind of fell extra more in love with my girlfriend. Because she took care of you. Yes. No. <laughs> you had to go make it all soppy. <laughs> uh, but on, I mean, she's honestly, she's, she's a smart woman. If there was anyone I would want taking care of me in a situation where I felt un- fell unconscious, I'd probably want. Yeah, well, not if you're standing up because you will just do. No, no, but I mean, a a good a good hint if you ever feel like you might faint, lie down Mm because you can't faint while you're lying down. Right. Yeah. So that's. I was wondering about that. You can't. I used to remember. I used to take blood from people, Mm -hmm. and uh, if people were like, "Oh, I faint when I have um, a blood test," I go, "Okay, lie down." Why? What's that going to do? You can't faint when you're lying down, because you're you're already down. Yeah. If you fall unconscious, that's fine. One time, though, this guy, um, uh, you know, you know, but isn't falling asleep just fainting while lying down? Isn't just fainting for a whole lot of time? Is <laughs> <laughs> that hallucinating <laughs> for hours? I remember this one time. Um, I had this. He was like seventeen. This kid was coming in to uh, get a blood test because he'd been having these episodes where he would either faint or have a seizure. Ooh. And it was, it was summer mm-hmm. and, you, and you know, those moments where something, your spidey senses go, yeah, I should probably do something differently, but you go, nah, I'll do it anyway. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I remember, um, when you take someone's blood, you, you know, you feel for the vein and then just before you put the needle in, you get an alco wipe, yeah. a, a cleansing wipe and you, you disinfect the skin. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I was feeling for the vein, it was summer in Outback Australia, but he was cold sweat, like his whole, and he kept reassuring, he had a great poker face. Mm. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. I'm, I was like, are you sure? Cause like there was just cold sweat on his arm. And I remember thinking, oh, I should probably make him lie down. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I was like, nah, I'll do it anyway. I just put the needle in his arm. His eyes went into the back of his head. This kid, 17 year old was like a football player. So he was, you know, at the time, twice my size, Uh he started having a seizure. I had to scream for the doctor to come in. And then, you know, we basically picked him up and we put him on the bed and he was fine. He was breathing. And then the doctor went, we'll finish taking the blood. Uh (laughs) And and, I mean, that, that was like, I imagine if, if I didn't have the people around and then there'd be this broken syringe in his arm and, but the, the funny thing was, um, when he came to and the blood had been done, I took him out to his mother who was in the waiting room and I said, so I'm, I'm sure you probably heard there was a bit of a commotion and she had a magazine in her hand. She was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) what happened? (laughs) What happened? Oh, did he have one of the things? I was like, yeah, yeah, one of the things. They're pretty violent. (laughs) Like he was shaking and almost frothing at the mouth. Turns out, um, uh, the, the, the cause of it was anxiety. When right. he felt anxious, yeah. his body would just, 
uh, go into a state of shock. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> but anxiety is a big, a big stressor and, and sleep deprivation can yes. kill you. Yes, it can. I mean, you've heard about the Russian sleep experiment. What's that? <gasps> is that when you keep someone awake? Just no, to... I think it was either World War Two or Cold War. Yeah. Um, there were some soldiers who volunteered. They wanted to do experiments to find out um, what the effects of dramatic sleep deprivation would would do to a body. Yeah. Um, and they put these, uh, I think there were four or five of them, in this sealed contained room where they weren't allowed to know what time it was. Yeah. They were checked by medical officers, but they weren't allowed to sleep. So anytime they felt like they were going to fall asleep, something would happen. They'd either be given a medication or, uh, you know, air gases would be introduced into the room or it, and, and it lasted for a long period of time. In the end, they ate each other. Um, wow. Yeah. And the one the, huh. there were two survivors. That, talk about a midnight snack. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, um, and, but they ate each other in a way where they managed to keep each other alive for as long as possible. There was no reason for them to eat each other. Mm. They were being fed, like, uh, but they refused the meals. They started eating each other. How did, did they chop each other up first or just did they start biting? I, I can't, I, like I'd have to find the, the actual document. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. But in the end, they called off, once they discovered this, they called off the experiment but the um, two survivors refused to leave and they yeah. didn't want to go back to sleep ever again. No. They, they almost feared it. Um, and, and yeah, they kind of demanded to be killed. Uh, so they, these two survivors were, were, had eaten people. Yeah. yeah, they all killed each other. So uh, yeah, I'm all wondering how they ate each other. That's what I'm wondering. So mm. maybe they kind of just uh, chopped each other up and ate uh, each other with um, with uh, fork like and cutlery, or if or, they and, just and did you, it with their bare hands, or and used their bed sheets as napkins. Yeah. <laughs> we're not using them anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, might as well use them for something. <laughs> Or they did it really good, like they used a bed spring to slowly, like skewer the skin off the. Oh God! Yeah, but that's yeah. sleep that's deprivation. That's a lot of food. A person. That's a whole lot of. It's food. a whole lot of food. Yeah. But also, I mean, studies a have child shown just like can last for weeks. And and like shift work mm. can dramatically decrease your uh, life expectancy. Interesting. Like people who work regular night shifts, like nurses and doctors and factory workers. Those people, it's if they do it for long periods of time, will live a shorter life than uh, than people who don't, because shift work is bad for you. Wow, shift happens. The shift happens, and that's why you should respect people, especially nurses. Yes, because they're shortening their lifespan so yes. that you can stay they're healthy. They're killing themselves for you. But I am so happy you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. And I you're in lovely. love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, your embarrassment? Mine is not that extreme. Mine <clears throat> was that uh, I, I uh, was at a place the other day and a friend uh, came in and uh, I, I said, oh, wow, you look lovely. Because she was dressed very nicely. I said, you look really pretty. And she said, thanks. I was just at a funeral. Uh, and then I was so awkward and uncomfortable with that situation because I went, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that I burst into hysterical laughter. 
Oh, God. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, that's the worst thing I could have said right now. Well, it's not. It's really. not, but I was just so uncomfortable. Like, I laughed so much, I yeah. cried. Yeah. She was okay with it, but oh. um, but I was like... So you started, you started laughing, and it turned into crying. No, hysterical. Like, I was laughing so much, I had tears. Oh, okay. It wasn't me crying. Okay, okay. But, you know, how, like, uh, how was she dressed? I mean... How I mean, it, it, when I think about it, it's like she was all in black. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm just glad that when she walked in, I didn't go, oh, who died? I mean, um, I, I, people, I would like people to dress pretty at my funeral. Mm. Maybe I should have like a costume theme. No, Superheroes. No. I mean, would you like to be like uh, buried like a comedian, have roasts about you and stuff like that? Totally. Yeah. Totally. I had someone... Yeah. Um, ask me if I would roast him at his funeral. Right. Because he had a... He was on the verge of finding out if a yeah. diagnosis was uh, going to be terminal or treatable. Yeah. And he took me aside and said, if it is terminal, I'm just letting you know now, mm. I will put it in my last wishes that I would like there to be a big party when I die and I want you to roast the fuck out of me. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would like that as well. Uh, there's always the problem of uh, some of your relevi- uh, rel- relatives, relatives wouldn't not appreciate really it. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. What the fuck? Uh, there was this very beautiful story. But about you don't have to deal <clears throat> with it. You're dead. When Gilbert Gottfried, uh, he was asked to uh, uh, talk at uh, George Carlin's funeral, uh-huh. and he said, uh, "I never thought it was funny. I'm glad he's dead." <laughs> 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 that was the gist of it. Uh, maybe that's the, was the only thing he said. Yeah. So it's a very Gilbert Gottfried like Gilbert Gottfried, and um, and his uh, like his sister or, or son or, so, or his closest relatives came and said this is exactly what uh, he would have wanted. wanted yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never thought it was funny. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> it's, it's such a precise. It's so, so simple. It's such a simple insult. Yeah. I'm glad he's dead. Do, do you think Joan Rivers was roasted at her funeral? I wouldn't be surprised. I yeah. heard beautiful things about um, uh, um, uh, Larry Sanders. Uh, not Larry Sanders. Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling. Yeah, yeah he died. Yeah, yeah, Gary Shandling's funeral. It was it was, uh, it was like legendary, mm. apparently. Mm. Like, all the comedians came and did their best work. So yeah, oh, it's somber. Um. <laughs> Sad thing now is whenever I mention a comedian I respect, uh, there's a little voice. There's something. Ho- hopefully not a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, like the Joan Rivers thing reminded me of um, Margaret Cho did a comedy special. Yeah. And uh, and she talked about how much it was after Joan died and how much she loved Joan and. And she shared a story and she's like, I can share this story now because Joan is dead. Mm. So she's not going to get in trouble for it. But apparently like Margaret Cho is a rape survivor. Right. And she did this benefit for rape survivors and Mm -hmm. they did not like her set. No. And she said she remembers calling up Joan and telling her about it. uh, And he's like, I, you know, I, I thought I was allowed to, you know, make light of situation, you know, comedy is how you get through things. And I've actually been through it myself. And Joan's response to her apparently was was like, "Oh, I did that benefit last year. I hate them. I hope they all get raped in the ass." Oh God! 
that's a very Joe Driver thing to say. Though. Yeah, it is. Yep, it yep, is. yep. She is uh, like, uh, yeah, she is in the same caliber. I uh, was in the same caliber as uh, Lisa Lapanelli. Mm. Lisa Lapanelli is although in the this uh, dawn of the PCs. Uh, is she the one that lost a ton of weight and yeah. and and, her, carry, and takes her dog everywhere and basically is racist and stuff on stage? Yeah, that's yeah. her stick. She does uh, all races and all uh, like sexual orientations, mm, mm. Um, and um, and her her most common complaint uh, towards her used to be why why don't you uh, make fun of uh, handicapped people from handicapped people who yeah. Like, we were sitting here hoping for us to make fun of our wheelchairs. Yeah. Oh, she, sorry, sorry. I'll try to remember next time. So she had to just she had to just keep remember it. <laughs> keep a, a list, list of all minorities so she won't leave one wow. out. So it's like she was reverse. She was reverse racist in a weird kind of way. way. Yeah. Uh, I think she's like now it's super uh, inclusive. She hates everyone. Yeah. 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 Hates everyone equally. She's like, she's kind of an icon in the gay community, right? Yeah, well, I never got into her, but I remember when I lived with two gay, two Spanish gay guys yeah. when I first moved to Iceland, they loved her. Yeah. Like, they would put the same comedy special on before we went out yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the time. They were the ones who introduced me to her, and I was like, I don't get it. She's just so mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I mean, I get it, and I, I think she's doing, uh, she does it really well, but I, in, after half a special, I get tired <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's exhausting. exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh wow, uh, because she is feeding off of hatred and mm. saying technically uh, insulting and hateful thing, but she's turning it into love. But it's that the whole thing of doing that is in fact exhausting mm. to listen to. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm more and more getting. I'm getting more and more into like uh, absurd uh, com- comedy. Yeah. Uh, than than like. Uh, brutal or controversial comedy. what is absurd like like well, maria bamford my first comedy love was uh, at the insert i uh-huh. would say he is an absurdist he is uh, yeah and also and so intelligent very intelligent and tj miller is also like he's like a nihilist mm. uh, absurdist kind mm-hmm. of um and uh, yeah those those types i think there's also a dawn of a new version of alternative comedy where it isn't about saying uh, fuck all the time oh there's nothing wrong with that it's just Mm. you know uh, fashions come and go there was a successful comedy room started about four years ago in melbourne called squeaky clean yeah um and it was the only rule you had was you weren't allowed to be offensive or swear yeah that's a that's a great like challenge Mm. because it's so easy and the whole purpose was there are people who want to watch comedy, but they don't want to hear the sea bomb. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they don't want someone to say fuck all the time. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, well, it's also, it's just, it's, it's so, uh, it's just how it's do refreshing. You, how do you feel? This question was posted to me by someone we both know, a director here, mm-hmm. uh, Tony. Yeah. Um, he he posted on my it, it, this is the thing when people want an honest answer don't post the question on my facebook timeline there mm. are so many people who follow me on facebook who are wannabe comedians and will use they need half an excuse to make a stupid mm. joke yeah 
Um, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking I about. I absolutely do. Um, and so if you ever want to ask me a question, send me a message. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said to me, because he follows a lot of Australian comedy, yeah. and he mentioned this whole thing about why is it that so many Australian comedians are 60 kilogram hipster dudes with huge beards? Ooh. And he said, and why is there so much meta comedy in Australia? So, right. and, and you know, I, meta, I need to check out Australian comedy. Well, there is, there's a lot of meta comedy. And f- if you, I mean, I guess the easiest way to define meta comedy is that it's, it's borderline not funny yeah. uh, on purpose. Yeah. You know, I would say like, uh, you know, what's the, that's sh- the American one where the, the guys, Tim and Eric's awesome show. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are so many times where you're like, this just isn't funny. No, like, it's just, this is scary. This is just... <laughs> They gave them a show. Um, <laughs> although Petite Feet Feminine Step is, I've, is I've it's a classic. every single episode many times. But but there's so much of it in Australia. And a lot of them are YouTube celebrities. Like the Bondi Hipsters mm. is one of them. And there's another group called Auntie Donna. Mm. And, and a lot of the stuff is... Like, it doesn't speak to me. No. You know. Maybe it speaks to me. I'm going to check it out. But he, he asked me about it. And I think the thing... The reason... There's so much meta comedy in Australia. I had to really think about this. Mm-hmm. Was there's so much comedy, right? And there's kind of this monopoly where like one agency is the one that will give you the success, right? I think it's called token artists. <sighs> yeah. And if you're not with them, you're not going to get on TV. You're no. and you know, and that's that's the only way you can have this huge sustainable career there, right? Is to be on TV. <laughs> so all of the people who are comedians that you see on panel shows or or whatever in Australia are with this one agency. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much comedy, especially in Melbourne, everyone's doing the open mic, hoping to be discovered. Right. And then after a while, you, you tend, this is what I noticed, you know, uh-huh. if token is listening, um, I noticed that they tend to not have similar comics on their books. Right. So, you know, if they've, and they've already got a gay, you know, yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. It's so, so people yeah, are, see. are trying to reinvent the wheel exactly so that they can be seen as different. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, uh, I, I totally get that. And I feel like uh, a lot of time when uh, comedians are starting out, I feel like a lot of them want to be the uh, controversial one. Yeah. yeah. It's like somebody once said, like in a conversation I had once in Finland, everybody wants to be Bill Hicks. Mm. But I think uh, now it's, uh, yeah, so you try to find your thing. Yeah. And you also, you should also just try to find your voice and the whole thing. The whole thing about discovering your voice in comedy is such a cliche. You just have to be yourself, but you have to find yourself as well. I know. It's so strange. And uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking of, uh, because uh, I'm, ge- I, I'm getting, I do a lot of like the poop jokes, mm-hmm. the aforementioned many times poop joke. And I do a lot of like dark stuff. And I think that will always uh, be my, I will never get rid of that. But I think it's slowly becoming more absurd. But also uh, next year I'm, t- I'm going to pick up the mic again. Uh-huh. And I'm going to incorporate drawings into my stand-up. And I can't believe I haven't done that earlier. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was very meta. Uh, but I, I have a question for you for Gay to Me Straight. Gay to Me Straight. <laughs> which, 
which is kind of based on a bit I'm working on. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the other day, so if anyone ever hears this eventually on stage, you'll know where it came from. Yeah. The other day, I saw this uh, ad for something, and I can't remember, it was like ribbons for peace or right. you know, onions for peace or something for peace. And onions for peace. It was it was clickbait. A piece of onion. And I muttered under my breath through my Facebook feed. I was like, fucking rim jobs for peace. Yeah. Um, and then I was in the shower and I was like, oh my god, that I think that would be a great solution to mm. war. Yeah. Is if you took the two uh, dictators of countries warring with each other mm. and put them in a room and they weren't allowed to come out until they both given each other a rim job. Yeah. I think you would, they would have a new, cause you, 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 for a start, if you're giving someone a rim job, it's a very intimate experience. Uh-huh. You're going to shit. You're going to learn about them because yeah. you're going to learn how they like it. Maybe yeah. they've never had one before. Okay. Everyone's different in that circumstance. I think by the time those two leaders leave that room, the war is going to be over because they're going to realize you have a butthole and so do I. Yes. And we can shit out of it. Or we can use it for pleasure. Yeah, it's like uh, Salt and Pepper said, uh, opinions are like assholes and everybody's got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's the great connector. But my, my question for Gay to me straight was, how do straight people negotiate rim jobs? Because a lot of people are afraid of them. I, I mean, it's like, when, job once when you're, when you're, offered to me. and when you're gay, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, well, I mean, that's the, that's the place you're going yeah. for you. So you're going to try stuff there. Yeah. But like, I mean, the only time you've had it, it was offered. Yeah. Had you given them? No. No. Um, like I've gotten close. Mm. Like uh, gone down on a girl from behind. So almost it's, there. It's pretty They're much pretty there. close so, to each yeah, other. Yeah, kind of, kind of, probably just gave it a, a bit of a, a dab. A dab. <laughs> A dabble, a dabble. I've dabbled. I've dabbled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I get, yeah. So in my like straight people, how do they like? I guess if you're in a relationship, uh, there always comes the part when you talk about your fantasies and mm. what you want to do. Mm. And uh, that's when you should, if you really want a rim job, that's when you should uh, air. Air that dream. Can I share a little secret with you? Yes. <laughs> and our thousands of fans. Um, a little while ago, when I say a little while, it could have been years. Um, I, because you know, I have not bottomed in a long time. Right. I had a friend come out to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good for you. I've told you this before. I'm the worst person to come out to mm-hmm. because I never know what to say. Yeah. Um... I had a, a, a male friend come out to me and then in the follow-up conversation, it was revealed that the first time he did anything, he bottomed right. and he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Little part of me hated him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little part of me hated him because it was like, you did your first time and there were no problems. Uh, I mean, what's more, uh, look, so this is my gay to me straight. Is there like, if you're trying gay sex for the first time, is it more natural to talk for the first time? I don't know. I think that little part of me hated him, not because he did it successfully the first time, right. but because like, I'd like to, to do it again. Yeah. But I have all these psychological blocks and I'm like, and you just went in there willy nilly and just, you know, <laughs> you didn't even yeah. think about it. 
My psychological block. If I were like, uh, if I were experimenting in gay sex, it, it would, I think I or even pegging or even pegging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with a strap on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could start to a stra- st- Yeah, that that wouldn't be a problem because, but because of anxiety, I would be afraid. I would like, Poop. My, I would uh, have a like a, a limp dick from uh, stress. Because it's ah. such a big step I'm taking, yeah, and therefore I couldn't top. I would imagine that would be more of a problem. But if you're just receiving, then uh, then you uh, uh, then you don't have to worry about that. Mm. Uh. And plus, once you know, once you get to that little prostate tickle, it yeah. feels pretty good. Yeah, as I I joked with that friend, I was like, you know, well. If more straight men knew about the butt stuff, then there'd be more gay men in the world. Which we don't we don't want you to know that because there's enough competition as it is. <laughs> <laughs> the butt stuff is nice. I mean the little I've tried. The little you've tried. Yeah, the dabbling. The dabbling. The the little of the dabbling of the butt I've tried is pretty nice, yes. Pretty nice, yes. yes. So I've dabbled in the butt. In the prostate. Well, I've, I've, no, I haven't, yeah, I, well, the one time I was giving her in job, I was just, real, just, she wanted to do it. Yep. Uh, I think she just wanted to blow my mind, really. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, because, uh, yeah, so she, she asked me just to, she asked me to go into the shower and wash my ass. So I did. I did will. she tell you why? No, no. She I, just went go in the shower and wash your no, ass. No, no. She said, I'm "Pretty I, sure I know what's coming." <laughs> she said, "She said she she had uh, told she had uh, she had already uh, had um, announced to me that she was about to perform a rim job, and now you will go into the shower and wash your ass so I can perform said rim job." Aha. Um, yeah. So that's the only. That's my only. Um, uh, perspective on the whole matter of mm. uh, straight rimming mm. okay rim jobs for peace <laughs> be, if you are a politician and uh, you know this is how you want to make peace with another country by sharing a room until you give each other, each other a rim, rim job. job yeah there is also like the matter of uh, if you have an issue or this is some some issue like um, that you could go over war with say a piece of land mm-hmm. or some religious thing or whatever mm-hmm. or, or all the silly stupid uh, things a piece people... of land some religion a piece of land and some religion yeah, a religious land and uh, a piece of uh, lamb <laughs> uh, and uh, and some fries please or not eating pigs uh, and um, so here's what they uh, if if this if this is a matter of only one can win then you should have the samurai showdown what's th- yeah, the samurai showdown is when you uh, do uh, like a sixty-nine, so both uh, people will blow each other uh-huh. if if it were two uh, male dictators. Yeah, they will suck each other dictators. Yeah, uh, and uh, and the one who comes first loses, I believe. Uh-huh. I think that's how it works. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's what a samurai showdown is. Mm. Also, sounds like. Uh... Uh, things I did with friends when we were experimenting with our sexuality when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess a lot, a lot of like sex, it's it's kind of comp- competition who makes uh, the other one come first. Yeah. Because, you know, Haha, I, I, I win. I wanted <laughs> sex. 
<laughs> yeah. Can you like when you're having sex? Can you uh, uh, on purpose come to, like a uh, synchronized coming? Is that uh, something? Yeah, you can you can make it happen. Yeah. It's it, a lot of that is about communication. Are yeah. you? And it's like, are you close? Are you close? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It is. Uh, but it's very. Uh, um, it's various. On, um, depends on the person, really. I would mm. say. Mm. Yeah. Well, then that's the whole communication thing. If you connect with the person, mm-hmm. the synchronization will be more uh, easy. And I think once you've been, once you've given somebody a rim job, you'd be able to negotiate anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about. I think I'm onto something. Absolutely. <laughs> this we should uh, we should uh, revisit this uh, this uh, new thought uh, regularly mm. on how to like uh, perfect uh, we, because here's the thing this is always frustrated me about politics mm. we are stuck we are I think we are on a crossroads mm. we are in between um, uh, ideologies really really, really right, right now because. Uh, like uh, somebody said, uh, Churchill said it once, but uh, uh, I, th- not, I don't even think he was the first one to say it, but he said uh, uh, democracy is the worst kind of government, but it's the best one we got. Mm-hmm. The fact is, yeah, we have democracy and it's the th- best thing we can think of because it's the, mo- uh, it's the most uh, no, uh, like equal thing, or yeah. what you call it. It's, a, it's democratic. It's, it's the closest it's we a, can get to yeah. equality, yeah. Uh, and um, but still there is still we're not like still it doesn't really make the world that much better no we can't we, we feel like it's like the whole world is thinking I think we can do better but we're always kind of messing it up uh, ourselves mm. because of democracy well it's like a quote from the Simpsons in theory communism works in theory, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, and and uh, uh, like in recent years, we find that democracy is kind of a joke, and mm-hmm. the punchline is orange and uh, has a sexual thought about his daughter. Mm. Uh, so um, I'm thinking we should try to find a new political system, and I think the whole rim job thing, should yeah. summer, I showed down thing, should have it all sexual. Yeah, a sexual system. Uh, a consenting sexual sexocracy. system. Sexocracy. Yeah. Democracy. Uh, Democracy. <laughs> <laughs> what is remote? <laughs> Kids in schools. So we, yesterday we learned about communism. The day before we learned about, uh, you know, democracy. Today, today we're going to learn about democracy. Yeah, the future. The fu- it's a future. Yeah. Remember the time we had democracy? Back in the dark days before democracy. <laughs> The first democracy took place <laughs> between President Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I would pay to see that. But he can't, he can't have a democracy because he doesn't have a butthole. Uh, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un? He can fly and he doesn't poop because he doesn't have a butthole. He doesn't have a butthole. Uh, that's what... I guess that they should have like a backup plan for that. So that's ball licking? You can create a butthole. You can, but uh, will it... Yeah, so... But it, it, it probably doesn't have a prostate then or anything. Yeah. It just evaporates within like a, a black he's hole. He's an alien. Yeah, he's an alien. Yeah. Okay. That's he's, his minor difference. Instead of the two, the two toes, he just has no butthole. Do you think maybe uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un come from, come from the same planet? They're like Kryptonians, but uh, 
Uh, like, but, but back on their planet, they're decent people. <laughs> but because when of become, a yellow sun. They become horrible assholes. <laughs> just super assholes. Super assholes. That people for somehow for some reason either vote or, uh, well, or not vote in the case of Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the whole thing about him is true. Like there were, that, there were like a double rainbow when he was born and stuff like that, and uh, he never he's unable not to hit a hole in one in golf and stuff like that. It's maybe his superpowers. But the side effect is he's a massive asshole. Yeah, and uh, Trump's superpowers would then be grabbing people by the pussy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, his superpowers is basically getting elected. That yeah. is a superpower. That's the only... The fact that he could be elected, that is an... Abs- it's like, it's supernatural. Yeah. We're, we're like, we're still shaking our hats. Yeah. It's like, we're watching... Uh, it's like David Blaine. We're watching him and we're like, we don't get how you do this and also, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. You know I love that show, Difficult People. Yeah, yeah, my f- absolute. They make fun of David Blaine so much yeah. in that show. Like, it, there's one thing where they're watching a news thing, and then they go away, and you hear the news and go. And another news: David Blaine is no longer a celebrity. Um, but, <laughs> but in one episode, David Blaine's most amazing magic trick is that he kills himself. Like people lining up right, to right. watch David Blaine's uh, final act. David Blaine kills himself. I think I, I think I did that joke. Really. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I did it on in um in the stick figure version. Julie Klausner stole your joke? I mean the South Park also like they did the whole thing with David Blaine eating his own head. I think uh, <laughs> I think David Blaine uh, killing himself is just a common like uh, yeah, it's probably a very Yeah, common it's joke. A, it's something that it's a go-to thing thought where Hey, did you have a gay Jimmy Street for me today? I, I just had the, the, the uh, I just asked it. Uh, oh, the, uh, the coming at the same time. No, the, which one is more natural, uh, top or bottom, when oh. you're beginning to b- double in the, the, the gayishness of the sexiness? Because I don't have a word for you, but we have quite a few correspondents. Let, let us do that. Letters from the listeners. So the first one came through the Facebook from Phil Adelphia. Yes. Who, uh, <laughs> long-time listener, second-time caller. Yeah. Um, he uh, was listening to us talk about the Louis C.K. thing in uh-huh. our last episode. And he wanted our thoughts on, uh, on the Sarah Silverman's take on it. Yeah, Sarah Silverman basically said, I love Louis, well, but she, she said did horrible things. Her actual quote was, can you love someone who did bad things? This is a huge mm. question. Mm. I mean, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, the CK thing affects me more than a lot of the other uh, recent cases mm. about sexual harassment and attacks. Is that I think it, what really blew people's minds with Louis is more like when Harvey Weinstein is like, yeah. okay, yeah. movie mogul. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not excusing I, it, but he, it doesn't surprise no, you. No, he was known asshole. Yeah, and then and then Kevin Spacey, it's been known he's an asshole for yeah, a long time. That's true. You know, and yeah. it, then Louis C.K. has been this champion of of comedians. Yeah, and and, like honesty. He's like, he's like he, uh, his whole thing is being honest about sex and himself. And, and how shit we all are. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, but the fact is that he wasn't honest. Uh, mm. 
But Sarah has said that, you know, she's been very shocked by this whole thing because they've been very close friends for decades. Mm -hmm. And she's posing the question, can you love someone who did terrible things? I mean... So let's put it, like, let's, yeah, if, uh, let's if, put it into context here. So yeah. say, say someone we're, you know, let's not pick a hypothetical person, but we're both comedians in Iceland. We know a lot of other comics. Imagine if, let's just say if I, you did it or I did it. Okay. So, oh wow. That's like Sophie's choice right mm-hmm. there, isn't it? So say you're accused of something like this and you admit yeah, that you did it the deck and, and you admit that you did it. Yeah. Could I still love you? Um, yeah, I was like, are you about to answer my question? Tell tell me. Um, see, here's the thing. Like I would be, I would be appalled. And I think, I think if, if it came out, my first thing that I would want to do is sit down with you and go, what's wrong? Like what, what the, some, like I, I, as a friend, my, my instinct would be to go, some like, you know what you did was wrong. Why did you do it? And how were you going to stop this? And then, of course, I would have concern for you as well because I'd go, well, your your life is over now. I would feel... If I, if, if I would uh, have done these things... But I would I never would, defend. No. If I would have done these things and I were exposed, I would feel... While you were talking to me, asking me why, I would just be crying the whole yeah. time. I would have uh, so much self-loathing. Yeah. And I think you it would be a risk to leave you on your own. Yeah, I would be suicidal, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just I I I would lose everything. Mhm. And uh yeah, I would uh, It's so yeah, it's such I a th- weird thing because as well like say say you say you murdered someone. Uh-huh. I'd probably stop communicating with you. Yeah. Because that's, you know, I'd want to know why I'd visit you in the jail and I'd ask you a million questions go why did you do it but this this is a similar thing because as someone who has known you and I, I you know I think we're quite close I I haven't known you for 20 years but if it got to that point where I had known you for 20 years worked alongside you you know we had the most listened to podcasts in the known universe by that time mm-hmm. um I yeah I I I think it would be difficult to just cut you out of my life. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's similar to, yeah, when when I find this, it has happened in my life when I find out that uh, uh, someone I know mm. and also was a kind of a, a friend even. Has done something. Has done something bad like uh, domestic violence. Oh, wow. And... Uh, I kind of just stop communicating with that person because mm. that's the only kind of option and I just hope for them mm. to uh, get themselves better fi- yeah just fixing the- themselves and uh, yeah the whenever the- I know people who also been accused for a sexual harassment mm. And I feel that uh, if they're not going to own up to it, they're not going to be truly sorry, then, uh, then, you then we're the not going to be friends until that happens. Even, the... even if a part of me does uh, in some way love, love that person or like that person, mm. 
I just have that's what I have to do because it's it, there's also the the issue there of like say uh, you know I mean in in Iceland the comedy scene is is very small everybody knows everybody so the other thing is like say if someone like you was accused of that you admitted to it um, I would not condone any of it no. however publicly being seen to be there for you would also look as though I'm condoning it. That's true. So you have to you have to sever ties, and you have to uh, uh, <coughs> you uh, you wouldn't be able to talk to me if if it would if you would be the the dick puller. Out yeah. Of, okay. I would uh, I would I would say something like what the fuck, Jonathan. Yeah. And then I would stop talking to you. Yeah. Until you find some way of getting redemption. Mm. And that the whole redemption about things like that, that's the whole difficult thing. That's a weird, that's a strange path. And I don't know how, how you would redeem yourself no. from something like that. But uh, <clears throat> so that's what I would do. Mm. Uh, and all, but can you love someone who does bad things? Asks Sarah Silverman. The thing is, she loves Louis mm. and he did bad things. And she is hurt, mm. and that's the love. That's the only love you can give them is when that happens. Is, by is being, being hurt, hurt. By, yeah. Because that, that's, uh, for example, if you're cheated on, or, mm. or it's it's, it's uh, in the same uh, vein. Mm. Uh, when somebody, if you hurt someone, if you betray someone you are in a, a relationship with, uh, who uh, is in love with you. Mm then uh, the reason why they are hurt is because of that love mm-hmm. and like you said about love it gives it, it makes you very what, what words you used empowered and disempowered yes and uh, when you use your power against someone you love and uh, uh, and abuse their disempowerment mm. that's a horrible thing to do mm. and uh, you have to use your fucking heart and imagination to find a way to redeem yourself yeah. or just be a, just a pig for the rest of your life. A social pariah. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. I mean, I can't imagine the feeling. Yeah. Just, just thought, thinking about the, the, the uh, something like that uh, got, got me kind of just got me into dark places. Yeah. yeah. Imagining what yeah. it would be like to uh, have the, everyone you know doesn't yeah. want to touch you. That being said, I have pulled out my dick twice. Once uh, uh, to shoo away angry drunk people. To shoo away angry drunk people. When was the second time? Um, uh, uh, that was uh, a long time ago. I was at a bar with uh, some actor friends and there were some other like people I kind of knew at a close, uh, very close table. It was a kind of a, sh- it was a dive bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other people, they were having, we were kind of being very calm and... Um, just having our drinks and uh, t- t- talking, talking, shooting the shit. But the next table was like they were all in partying mm. and they were having a topless party. Which started like, so, but, uh, take your top off, take your top off. Somebody said it to one of them and then one had to just be topless. And uh, another one said it to another one. And, and uh, in the end, there were like eight people at the table, all of them topless. I think they were all men there might have been women there who mm-hmm. just wore their bras mm-hmm. and it was all people who i kind of knew mm-hmm. and and then they started to shout it at the next tables and just shouted at our table take your top off take your uh-huh. top off 
And I go and I pull my pants down and show them my dick and I pull them back off and they all go, whoa, okay, you win. And then that's over. And, uh, and then I went back to the actor table, which I was sitting to, and they, they gave me a little golf clap. So both well times done. you've pulled your penis out have been acts of retaliation. Yes. Okay. Retaliation. They've but been provoked attacks. But it's a blurry line. Yeah. And just telling you about this and talking about this in the microphone makes me... Uh, I, I get very wary of myself. Well, here's, here's the thing that I've found in the wake of all of this, you know, these sexual And also, I didn't masturbate. No, you didn't <laughs> masturbate. And it was flaccid. It was totally um, flaccid. Um, and it was cold. It was cold and flaccid. Um, the cold, flaccid penis of justice. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it has made me, this whole thing, can't, like, quite a few occasions think about the past like 13 years yeah. and yeah. go, have I ever done anything that could have been harassment? I think all decent men are thinking like this now. I hope so. And I think that's the, that's one of the only good things that's coming out of yeah. this. Well, I mean the good thing coming out is people are talking about it, yeah. but it is making people question, is there something I've, I've done? And like, I, I am hoping, I keep hoping that I've never said anything that, you know, that I didn't, that that was harassing. I'm hoping I never did anything. You uh, know. We've all been inappropriate at yeah. one time or another, and it's always when you're drunk. Mm. And uh, yeah, I have uh, like the memories that I have that kind of make me shudder a bit and feel ashamed about myself is when I ask someone to make out and they don't want to, but yeah. I ask and I don't force myself or anything. But the fact. That I say, hey, you want to make out? And they're like, no. That that makes me feel uh, a little bit picky. I I've pulled someone else's dick out. Right. But in this situation, uh, in, in like, but in this situation, nev- that never sounds good. Um, it was it was at a gay bar, and this guy had been an absolute like awful person to me all night. Then he got drunk. I was drunk. And then suddenly he's flipped and he changed. Like he stopped being an asshole to me and decided he wanted to make out. Right. And then we went and made out on the dance floor. And then I had this thing in my, like he was like groping and and stuff. Mm. And I had this thing in my head of, wait a minute, you spent the entire evening being an absolute cunt to me. Mm. And so in the groping, I unzipped his fly and pulled out his penis as though I was going to give him a hand job. Mm. And I walked away. And so he was left on the dance floor with an erect penis out of his pants and he was too drunk to realize for at least three minutes to put it back in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where you put that on the scale, mm. but uh, it sounds like uh, at the moment you were both into it. And then, we were, yeah. we were. And I probably could have gone home with him yeah. if I wanted to, but it was like, that was, that was a revenge yeah. penis. Yeah. Retaliation. <laughs> Retaliation. So, but in a sexual context, that sounds horrible. It does. It does. But we have Ants of Agony questions. It's mm-hmm. time for The, the Ants of, of Agony. Agony. We have two questions right. we'll try and get through. Yeah. One of them is uh, from a person named Dagur, who said, I don't enjoy going to bars and nightclubs. How can I be social without them? Is there a trick to enjoying clubs? 
Oh, I, I'm not the right person because I'm sick of clubs. Me too. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm uh, less and less enjoying drinking. Mm-hmm. This comes with the drugs, actually. I think it can also come with age. Yeah, it comes with age, probably. Yeah, uh, and uh, but uh, I find that if uh, because I take uh, my pills every day, mm-hmm. and I find they make me function better as a human, uh, and I like being on them, and uh, I actually just I'm more productive, mm-hmm. and uh, my, my uh, <coughs> instead of a hundred television screens inside my head, there are only like fifteen. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> uh, so, but if I drink. Uh, I find my, myself becoming uh, more emotionally hungover the next day. Mm, mm. And I don't like that. No. And you waste a day. And, yeah. and one thing I've been struggling with a lot lately is uh, the concept that works in theory of when someone says, oh, you know, join me for one drink. Uh-huh, yeah. Because it's just like, well, I think we both know it's never going to be one. Right. You right. know, and it's, and I had to, just the other night, I, like I had finished working and bumped into some friends who were at the place I was working at. And they right. said, join us for a drink. And I, I said to them, uh, I'd love to, but I actually, I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. go home. I want to go to bed. And, and that can be difficult because people don't accept it. It's true. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I'm very, I'm very much of a pushover when it comes to social things. I think it's the remnants of the fact that I didn't have any social life at all when I was a teenager. Yeah. So I'm constantly trying to make up for it. But now I think I have reached my quota. Mm. I, I, uh, I, I am accepted and even uh, popular. Mm. And so, um, I, uh, I'm, I think the best thing I bought this year was my PlayStation because now I have a reason to go home because yeah. I got some undead people to, to slaughter. To slaughter. And I would actually say I've one of one of the things I've been doing is like, oh, I don't want to stay out and my reasoning in my head is I pay a lot of money for my apartment. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> good reason. But we have to we have to try to help this person out. Yeah. So I my suggestion yeah. when I want to um, be social and I don't want it to be in that circumstance is, uh, choose things that people will want to do that they, it's like tricking them into it. Like instead of going, let's go sit at a bar and drink bottomless beers until three in the morning, or let's go to a club instead. Hey, want to go to the movies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, my particular favorite invite people over for pizza and a movie and they can drink if they want. Uh-huh. Um, and then the best thing about when it's at your house is when you're done, you can send people home. Yeah, it's true. And then if they want to go do something else, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, or like go, go to the theater, go see a show, go, if it's sunny, suggest a daytime picnic in the park. Skinny dipping. Skin, hmm? Skinny. Let's, let's go skinny dipping. Really? Yeah. Let's do it, Jonathan. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? But it's winter. <laughs> Uh, having to try to sea swimming? No. It's, an, it's, a, it's a like um, it's a trendy sport here in Iceland. It is a trendy sport. It also sounds uh, a tad stupid to yeah, me I've because done it. it's a way people kill themselves in this but country. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. That you do it and don't die. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't die, uh, it's fun. But if you die, you're not gonna know it because you're dead. Yeah. yeah like because it's the ultimate punch out. But 
Uh, I would also t- t- uh, um, I would also uh, try recommend uh, dog teasing. Dog teasing. Yeah, you want to tease dogs. How do you tease them? Just find, there are various ways to uh, like tease them, to, to them. abuse. Uh, Singing off key, me me mamo. Yeah, exactly. Me mo mama. We should have like a, we should have a jar for money whenever you do a, a Simpsons quote. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think yeah yeah you should you should very you just use your imagination there are many ways to uh, to abuse uh, an animal's lack of intelligence so it should, doesn't have to be a dog but I don't like teasing cats because they always look so insulted and hurt when they realize they're being teased oh do they do- yeah they are like oh wait a minute I just think cats have resting bitch face uh, no that would be bitches <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, and also you could go, um, what more is fun, you could go uh, do uh, graffiti, uh-huh. you could go, go out into the night and uh, do like tagging all over the city, Yeah. Uh, form a gang, form a gang of good deed people, yeah. like an uh, anti-crime gang. Yeah. You go, you. You, you like There's wear- no way that that could be called vigilantes at all. No, 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 no. You just uh, you wear like uh, matching outfits, mm-hmm. but you go uh, around and just help old ladies over the and street. pick up litter. Yeah, and uh, buy fruits for assist, uh, assist people. Assist uh, tourists to parallel park their cars. Yeah, and assist people to uh, uh, pop their cyst. Or or stand behind them in the supermarket when they pick something and go, you know, it's better value to go with the other brand. Ah yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you could go uh, to to uh, um, you could go probably to, you could go to Binko. Mm. Ah, and you could uh, maybe uh, uh, you could go to Binko and uh, try to uh, abuse uh, the old people's lack of uh, memory oh now that is bad when yeah. a number comes up you could say oh no you already circled that one yeah yeah you could do that and then you win the meat tray i fe- I, f- I felt bad about that one yeah, yeah I don't we think have to find another one. one to make up for it or you- a good deed would be that you go to bingo and you allow the old people to tell you the same story 10 times yeah or you could Get a ghetto blaster and uh, 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 put a uh, Peter Gabriel CD in it and go to a random house and do the whole say anything thing. Uh, and then when people come over to the window, you say, whoops, wrong building. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, no, oh, yeah, that was funny. And then they have a story to tell their friends at yes. dinner parties. Then, uh, uh, you can do it so many times that... So- one day, when people say that at dinner parties, someone else will say, that happened to me as well. Oh, Trevor. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. And uh, you, call, you can call radio stations, like talk radio stations, and pretend to be uh, like a conspiracy theorist. Mm. You, can, you can actually just become a conspiracy theorist. Or start a whole new conspiracy theory yeah. that makes no sense. Start a new religion. Yeah. Uh, form a political party based on democracy. Rem- democracy. Oh, I like it. We have one more question. Okay, and I think this is a serious, a serious one. Okay. I am an openly bisexual guy. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to stop being objectified by both men and women? People say bisexuals have more options, but in my experience, it just means getting sexually harassed and sexually assaulted by gay men and straight women. 
any advice. Now, I sent a message to ask for a little bit more clarity on this one. Mm -hmm. And the person said when he first came to Iceland as a tourist in 2012, he was uh, sexually assaulted by a gay Icelandic man within the first three days. Right. He confronted him about it later and was basically told that he was too pretty not to rape. That's terrible. Um, one of the worst compliments ever, uh, but he did apologize, kind of. Something similar happened with an Icelandic woman last year, and pretty much every single time I go out, I ended up being groped, grabbed, or touched without my consent. Mm-hmm. Where do you go with that one? I mean, how do you not? How do you stop from being objectified? But yeah. the whole you're like the whole thing about uh, the whole thing about the. Uh, fight against slut shaming is it's not your problem it's their problem the mm. shame is theirs mm. and therefore how do we stop people from being like this i think a big problem in iceland and i have to apologize to our listeners if you can hear running water that's frenchy having a shower mm. um uh it's quite loud isn't it it's all right it's all right uh but i think a big problem in this country i was speaking French with the, people bathe too. they do bathe <laughs> Contrary to belief. Contrary to popular belief, they bathe. (laughs) And from what I've seen, they're not too keen on saving water either. Um, uh, But uh, I was speaking with a female Icelandic friend about this. We were talking about the whole sexual misconduct thing. And and we were saying, you know, how long is it going to be until it comes out Mm -hmm. uh, with celebrities here in Iceland? And she said to me, well, one of the issues is that she doesn't think it'll take uh, it'll come out anytime soon because the rape culture and the objectification culture is so normalized here that when stuff like this tends to happen to people, they just shrug it off like it's a normal thing. You know, like, yeah. oh yeah, I was groped inappropriately by someone and then they just go, oh, it's just part of going out. Yeah, I also think that the whole, uh, because it's a sort of small community, uh, it's just easier to try and ignore this thing because um, a lot of the time you kind of know the person yeah. and stuff like that. It, 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 I think it's the same thing with uh, the whole corruption in politics. Yeah. People get away with shit here because, oh, I know him, he's a nice guy. Mm. He's my cousin or whatever. Also in the gay community, you've been there mm. when this has happened to me in San Francisco. Yeah. Remember when the guy reached across yeah, the yeah, bar yeah. and grabbed, like, put his hand down my shirt and grabbed my nipple? Yeah. And then Bilya almost jumped over the bar to beat him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got super, you know. But that, that I, I mean, I was reading an article about this, about, you know, in the gay community, the gays are bad at this. They, mm-hmm. they just assume a lot of the time, if you're in a gay bar, you're what the Scientologists would call fair game. Mm-hmm. As in, okay, it's, it's, and it, I mean, it's happened to me on hundreds of occasions where I've been just talking to a guy and he just grabs my crotch out of nowhere. I didn't ask for it. Uh And then, you know, I, uh, myself in the situation, I didn't ever say that's not okay. You just kind of shrug it off and it's, it's, it's a weird thing to do. But I think the, and and, I mean, I, I get, I've been groped by straight Mm -hmm. women so many times because there's just this whole, oh, it doesn't matter because you're gay. Right. You know, yeah. I remember the time, I think I told you the time I hosted the Bears on Ice thing and then walked up Logavigo wearing a, a tank top and a shorts that said woof. Yeah, yeah. And I got groped by so many women 
on yeah, my way wow. home. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is just, I mean, I, I mean, it's something women put up with every fucking day. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you just have to start calling it out when it happens. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you should, you, yeah that's one thing. You, I, I mean, that's also what's kind of slowly happening now. People mm. are calling it out. Mm. And uh, so that's uh, what you could do is just to remind uh, the other people, remind your environment. That it is not okay. Yeah, this is not cool. And uh, you will get support. And if this becomes more and more a common thing, this will slowly go away, hopefully yeah. in a perfect world. Oh, but uh, I would think a temporary solution would be to maybe put on a tinfoil hat and uh, pretend to be uh, protecting yourself from the reptile people. Because they're not... And, <laughs> and, and every sentence is bleep blorp. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a tank top out, uh, outside your wool sweater. And... Um, and uh, and have wear pants where only one of your pant legs is a bell bottom and the other is like a tight uh, a pant- tight skinny jean yeah yeah and uh, there, are, there are many many ways yeah to uh, look um, uh, and a huge badge that says I shot Jr. Yes, you I, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No fat chicks. No fat. <laughs> <laughs> have something that says no fat chicks. Yeah, uh, and. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, you could maybe have uh, always be chomping on a lamp chop. Mm. Something just, just something really greasy. Yeah, carrying just a piece piece of meat. Yeah, if you're vegan, a turkey drumstick. Yeah, or if you're vegan, you could maybe carry like a some very faken? messy uh, or, or a manco, like a very yeah. messy manco. Messy food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or just a big wad of tofu. Or you could always have a Pope cuckoo on your, <laughs> on your shoulder and, and train it to say, uh, Hitler was right. Hitler was right. <laughs> then nobody is going to objectify you. Nobody. <laughs> is that what this world is coming to? That's how we have to dress now. Yeah. You mean, this is, we're talking about not norm core. But, uh, but, uh, like abnorm, abnorm core. Yes. Ab, you, that, that, this will be also the, the, uh, I think, uh, the, the, uh, the official uniform of my good deeds gang, which will also be a remology politician party, mm. uh, no, democracy, uh, democracy, democracy party. We will all be, uh, uh wearing, ab, uh, we will all be in the style of abnorm core. <laughs> I like it. I hope this answers his question, and uh, I look forward to seeing him out in a bar. Yes, absolutely. I, ho- I uh, uh, yeah, I hope so as well because I wish nothing but peace and love upon all humans. Yeah, and on that note, peace, peace out, motherfuckers.
fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is. Takk fyrir að hlusta. Start out strong. Hey, hmm. I'm not being recorded. Oh, Jesus.